Are you ready to become a VIP? Do you have a cell phone that you can text on? Then consider this an exclusive invitation. As a VIP, you will receive special secret offers via text. These items are usually free and they are always must-have craft supplies from beloved brands. Send us a text and become a VIP at scrapbook.com. Welcome to the Life Handmade Podcast by Scrapbook.com. This is the show for paper crafters, and I'm Stephanie Foster. In this bonus episode, we are replaying a popular episode encouraging everyone to start off the new year organized. Since the episode launched last year, we have added many new Scrapbook.com exclusive storage and organization products to our site to help you achieve your organizational goals and make the most out of your space. Our host, Jessica Harrington, spoke with our colleague, Sarah, and they share some great tips that you'll want to use. Let's take a listen. Have you ever wondered, how do I store all of these craft supplies? Well, you are not alone. Whether your crafty space is an entire room or a small folding table in front of the TV or a back closet in the guest room, the kitchen counter or ever-changing, chances are pretty good that you have a ton of supplies that need to be organized. There are many options out there, and that's sometimes hard to know where to start. Right, Sarah? Don't we hear this a lot? Yes, this is a big question that we get from people. Right, because you see all these fun things, and you want to craft with them, or you purchase Mm -hmm. them for later, and then you run out of places to store them. Absolutely. So we, yeah, we thought of some... Um, go-to solutions. We have some hacks, favorite ways to keep all those crafty products from taking over the house. Also, that's probably more your family's issue, not yours probably, right? (laughs) Yeah. So keep in mind that what works for us may not be the best solution for you. So see what you love and what works for you. And we're just going to give you some options. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. We're always looking for new ways and ideas. So we really, really would love to hear from you. Uh, You can contact us um, in the comments or email us. We would love to hear what ideas you have. Absolutely. So on the strain of that, we are going to talk about first organizing scrapbook paper. This is a big one that we get a ton of questions about. We see a lot of people talking about this on social media. How do I store all my beautiful scrapbook paper? There are a lot of methods for how to do this. Um, For example, you can start before we talk about the products that you can actually store them in like shelving options and things like that. There, you need to be conscientious of a way or a method So you can easily find what scrapbook papers you're looking for. So for example, you can organize them by color. So people talk about Roy G. Biv, that that's the rainbow. So you can organize them from red um, all the way down the rainbow like that. So you can easily shop your own collection for the colors that you need. You can organize by theme. You can organize by brand if you want a specific style or you like to make projects with specific styles. We also like sometimes organizing by pattern, texture, or specialty, um, meaning like embossed papers or glitter papers or things like that. So those are some great ways that you can organize your paper to easily find what you're looking for. 
Right. And when we talk about rainbow or the Roy G. Bibb Mm -hmm. acronym, um, not only is it easy to find items because our eyes are, you know, used to seeing things in that natural way, it's actually pleasing to the eye too. So Mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about, there's two functions. One, so that it's stored and put away and easy to find. And two, that if it is seen, which paper or maybe other items we'll talk about, that it doesn't look messy and that you like the way that your organized items look. And um, I actually have a quote from a book, uh, The Home Edit, A Guide to Organizing and Realizing Your House Goals. So a lot of um, organization tips and tricks, they actually are kind of borrowed from interior design or um, really great home Uh, methods that people are using. So this is what they say about rainbow. Whether it's drugstore items, soft drink cans, bags of snack foods, Legos or t-shirts, if you display items in rainbow order, it creates a visual flow that naturally clicks with the brain. It makes it faster to find what you're looking for and easier for you to know where things should be put away. And it's certainly gentler on the eyes than any other method. Yes. So that's a really good point. I love displaying stuff in a rainbow pattern in my house. It makes sense too. When you look, when you look at beautiful inspirational photos, when everything's in a rainbow, whether it's flowers or food or anything like that, it just looks really fun. So love that quote that you found, Jessica. Uh, We want to get into some of the products that you can use to store your papers. This is really important. There are so many options on the market for you to store your papers. And one thing that I love is vertical paper paper holders. Excuse me. These are great if you have a small space, um, if you don't have a ton of room, if you have IKEA shelves. You'll want to make sure to look at the dimensions on product pages, though, before you do buy any vertical paper holders. So what are those? They essentially look like really thin, long, skinny boxes. And uh, you can slip your papers into them. It's as easy as that. They are affordable. They're lightweight. Um, Some of them can hold as many as 200 sheets of paper. That would be the Storage Studios paper holders. And for everything we talk about in today's episode, you can find information and links to these in the show notes below. Another option, which this might blow your mind, it blows my mind, the paper storage boxes from Totally Tiffany are cardboard, and they can hold 2,500 sheets of 12 by 12 scrap of paper. That is a big collection of paper. I know. <laughs> it's an encouragement to get more paper. <laughs> right. I mean, that's the basis of paper crafting. Paper. Yeah. And yeah. you have all the colors and all the designs. Yes. And, you know, tomato, tomato. So some people prefer vertical paper holders and some people prefer horizontal. So just like Sarah described the vertical, they're basically long skinny boxes. Think like a little skyscraper. Horizontal is if you're storing your paper flat, like a pancake or pizza box style. So usually people like the stackable type of trays. Mm -hmm. And then... um, That is really, really great for cardstock or groupings of the same types of paper, um, unless you're okay with kind of rifling through and looking through to find your patterns. And so um, a go-to favorite is that stackable paper tray set from We Are Memory Keepers. There's two different kinds. They're clear, they're sturdy, they hold 100 sheets without bowing or warping. Uh, You can easily see your paper um, through the different slots. And then... um, 
And the other kind, like I mentioned, there's two different kinds are, are the kinds that kind of nest. And so they come nested and, or when you put them away, they can nest. So they don't always take up that large space and they fit into the Ikea Calyx or Expedite style cube storage systems. So if you have that cube storage system in your house, the stack and nest version of that We Are paper tray is going to be your go-to uh, choice. Absolutely. One thing to note about those two is they're not compatible with each other. So if you do want one, um, but you want to stack them all, they kind of have to play separately. <laughs> um, but they're both excellent solutions, just depends on where you want to put them and what you want to use them for. Uh, then, yes. So the next thing we want to talk about is printed photo storage. Jessica, what are some ideas for that? Well, yeah, I mean, just in the same veins of paper, you're probably going to have a lot of paper. Probably the second thing that you're going to have if you're a true scrapbooker or paper crafter, uh, you're capturing memories. It's the photos. I mean, usually our memories contain a photo or two, um, which is what we're going to be solving then. So there's lots of different methods for organizing your photos. People usually store and sort them chronologically. So think years. Um, also though, people like to do holidays or vacations. So summer travel, uh, the Disney trip, what have you, or by location or even by event, like the birthday party photos or by project idea. So maybe they were once stored by chronological or holiday or vacation, but then you have a separate storage option. Once you decide to start working on your scrapbooking, then they get into piles basically based on the projects you're working on, whether that's a mini album or if you're scrapping as you go throughout the years. Absolutely. Another, so on onward with that, the products for storing your photos. There are so many different options. One that we like are actually our exclusive ClearCraft storage options. They come in a variety of sizes. Some of them have handles. They're perfect for your standard four by six photos. There are so many different uh, sizes that we have that you can look at. Um, when you're storing your photos, whether it's in the ClearCraft storage or the ones I talk about in a minute, you'll want to make sure that you label the back of your photos because you might think that you're going to remember the exact time or date or place, but all of a sudden a decade goes by and you look and you go, oh my gosh, was this um, this niece's birthday or this niece's birthday? I don't remember. Um, so one good tip from Jill Davis, our founder, is to always write with a photo safe pen, not a ballpoint pen, and to include who is in the photo, what the photo is from, where the photo took place and when you took it. And those are those will help you tell your story later. So a couple other products um, for photo storage would be photo albums with protective sleeves. This is a great way to display them beautifully, especially if you're not sure if you're going to get to, around to scrapbooking them or have time to scrapbook them. Then they're in a beautiful album with page protectors already. And kids can flip through and look at them. You can flip through them, etc. And then another idea that I like is almost creating like a recipe index card filing system, how you file recipes. You could do that with photos with little tabs. Now, if you have thousands of photos, that might not work. But um, if you just have some throughout the years or some special ones you want to display, doing it that way in a drawer might be nice as well. 
I love the idea of having the photo album separate from the, maybe the special photos or the select photos that you're scrapbooking, because if you're into taking photos, um, you might have a lot of snapshots and they're all special. You don't want to throw them away or not print them, let's say. And I love the idea of having a photo album that you can just flip through and then maybe some other sort of fun crafting or memory keeping albums that you're working on. Absolutely. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about stamps, stamp storage. So usually the number one rule when organizing your stamps is to have some sort of inventory system. So another tip from our founder, Jill Davis, she's a huge fan of the inventory or reference system. Uh, She can catalog and organize her stamps. And she just easily does that with a label maker. So think categorization based on like birthday, uh, love or romance, sympathy, uh, handmade, sentiment, so words or phrases, letters, individual letters, if you're spelling things out, thank you, Christmas, holidays, floral, get well, maybe food if you're working on recipe projects, and then maybe animals or critters or cutesy little icons, things like that. And that way then, if you're working on a card, let's say, you know, it's a birthday card, you'll just go to your birthday area and see what stamps you have. I know other people who are totally fine with not having them categorized, but still in a nice holder, let's say, in a a bin. And they actually enjoy the process of flipping through and looking at all their stamps because it inspires them. So by flipping through, let's say, the past the floral, past the sentiment stamp, trying to get to the Christmas, something might spur in their mind of doing a floral Christmas, let's say, or something like that. So don't ever think that there's one right way, like we mentioned at the beginning, if, if part of your process is you want to feel inspired and see and touch your supplies, think through it like that too. Yeah, that's a really great point. You might find some cute little animal stamps that you have that would be perfect for any event or theme of a card that you need to make. I love that. So definitely play around and try in the inventory system, kind of mix and match and see what you can come up with. So like Jessica said, um, you need somewhere to actually store whatever category system that you created. So one way to store unmounted cling stamps um, would be the clear storage pockets from Avery L, Totally Tiffany, Sizzix. All sorts of different brands have wonderful clear storage pockets that you can slip your stamps on their sheet into. Another option for storing the cling stamps is a stamp storage binder. Tim Holtz uh, has a storage binder that works really well. Crafter's Companion also has one. Those are some great options if you do want a binder system you can flip through easily. Um, Of course, we have to remember that there is a difference between storing our cling stamps versus our wood-mounted stamps. Um, There is one tip I want to give, which you can look in the show notes to find more information on, but you can actually turn your wood-mounted stamps into cling stamps if you do want to use them in a different way and store them with your cling stamps. 
So look out for that in the show notes below for more information. Right. Yeah. And there's just kind of a instructional recipe, if you will, for how to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, scrapbook.com has their scrapbook.com branded exclusive storage options. And we're ever adding to that family of products. And those are those clear craft storage containers in a variety of sizes. They have lids. Um, there's a lot of different options there. And those work great for really anything, but also the cling and the mounted stamps. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do want to store your mounted stamps and keep them wood mounted, not switch them over to cling, which is absolutely fine, of course. You can get really cute little shelves from Totally Tiffany. Um, You can also store them on shelves in your home and they become like a cute decorative like knickknack as well, a little eyepiece. And then another way is our 300, or it's our 360 tower, excuse me, from scrapbook.com. It's an exclusive item we have and it's a rotating a tower that has all these different shelves that you can move around to store items on. So that's a great way to store your wood mounted stamps too. Yeah, especially I, I've seen some really, really cute examples like in mm-hmm. the stadium storage or the on the 360 tower, like you said, especially if the stamps are really cute and they're really inspiring, or maybe you have vintage stamps. And then again, thinking about the items that you store as also kind of the decoration or how your uh, area is going to be visually appealing and visually inspiring to you. You can always think like that too. Maybe there's a select few that are on display. Yeah. yeah, And you can switch them up for the holidays. It's actually a fun, unique way to also uh, decorate your studio for the holiday by switching out maybe the wood mounted stamps you have on display or the color palettes. So the next big one that we hear people talking about a lot, and I also struggle with too, so I'm glad that we have some solutions, is uh, storing dyes. People can have so many dyes, it can get messy to store uh, because there's sometimes lots of little bits and pieces. So Jessica, what kind of ideas do we have for dye storage? Uh, First up is just the bin, the art bin case with the magnetic sheets and magnetic sheets in general. So um, sometimes certain brands or certain releases, uh, if you get a die set or maybe you get a die set that includes a stamp in it, you'll you'll see that there's that kind of thin magnetic sheet, kind of flexible magnetic sheet. That's great, especially for those nested dies or dies that have a lot of pieces um, that maybe go together or don't go together, but you need them to stay together because maybe they coordinate with those stamps. Having those magnetic sheets is really helpful. So like I said, sometimes the stamp sets contain them, usually not, or sorry, the die and stamp sets contain Mm -hmm. them. So people can purchase, there's a variety of brands that offer these, um, these magnetic sheets in various sizes, and then they all kind of snap into place on that magnetic sheet. And then you just store them in your bin or your storage option of choice. Yes, which brings us to the storage options of choice. One of my favorites is die binders, just like the stamp binders we're talking about. There are a lot of companies that make die binders, Tonic, Sizzix, Anna Griffin, and more. And these work the same way. You can flip through them, see what you have, pick and choose. And if they're on a magnetic sheet, you can slip them in the die binder and you can rest assured that you'll be able to visually see what you have and what you can work with, but also that none of the itty bitty pieces or your favorite elements will sneak off somewhere and you'll end up losing them. So these are great solutions. Right. And just like with stamps or really any other item that has a lot of different themes, 
Um, just store and sort what works for you, for instance, by holiday, by theme, by type and dyes. You, I mean, usually they're kind of hard to see what, what they're going to be. So usually they wouldn't be something that you would have on display, but even in your binders, let's say it might be hard to remember what those silver looking globs make. And so I've seen a lot of people create, uh, a few things from the die sets and then just kind of place them in front of the metal die so they can remember, oh, it makes that floral shape. Oh, it makes these circles and oval shapes. Um, and they can have these little cutouts uh, right next to their dies. Wouldn't that be such a fun uh, project too, to create little clippies or something to put in your binder and it's a clip of like the die and you colored it and like cut it out. It would be a fun totally. project. <laughs> Yeah. And if you have children, that's a great project um, that your children can help with too. You can say, okay, we're going to make some inventory systems. So we got to die cut all of these elements so I can remember what they look like and we're going to clip them into place and really, really fun. I love that. So similar to dyes, stencils. So um, there's lots of stencils. They're usually inexpensive. So people gather them up and start collecting them. What can we do with stencils? Yeah. So stencils nowadays are usually a more plasticky, uh, kind of flexible substance. But of course, there are still metal stencils that you can find. Uh, There are a lot of options for storing these. And actually, we've been getting a lot of questions about stencil storage because stencils are kind of, even though they've been around forever, they're definitely like entering a new uh, life of their own right now. So one option is the fab files from Totally Tiffany. If you haven't seen the fab files, it's essentially a plastic case that looks kind of like a box a thin, tall box. And they have separate folio-style compartments for organization. And it comes with adhesive labels you can categorize, but based on what we've kind of been repeating over and over, um, you can, however you want to categorize your themes. You can get a set for 6 by 6 stencils or other items to put in here, um, or you can get the 12 by 12 option. So that's definitely a fantastic option for in- creating an inventory system or organizing. Mm -hmm. Also, there's just the standard clear plastic envelope option. And I've seen people um, put them in categories of not type of stencil, but what the stencil design is. So for instance, if they're uh, a bunch of Moroccan um, patterns, let's say they're all in one clear envelope or um, florally viney look in another envelope. Uh, some scripty fonts or really grungy kind of distressed looks in another uh, clear envelope. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. I've also seen, which this one's kind of unique and I love this. I've seen people have albums like scrapbook albums with page protectors and store their stencils in the page protectors. Right. That's a great way to look at them. And you could do the same thing just like with your die cutting. You could uh, do a stenciled background and put it behind it or in front of it so you can see the design it makes. You can see the possibilities with it. Uh, there are so many albums you, for smaller stencils. You could get like the snap albums from Simple Stories. You could get eight and a half by 11 uh, albums with page protectors. All sorts of cute album sizes that you wouldn't normally buy might be great for storing your stencils. Yeah, I like that option because then you can flip through. Mm -hmm. um, And if your stencils maybe have like little bits of paint or glitter or whatever from all of your mixed Mm -hmm. media adventures you've had, they're just safe in that clear plastic. Your hands won't get dirty flipping through them. 
And um, it kind of reminds me of the old CD binders back in the mm-hmm. day. You could just flip through and figure out which one that you wanted to use or listen to if it was mm-hmm. CDs. It's also fun because you, even if you aren't planning on using your stencils that day, you can flip through and get some ideas or inspiration and might have something else might come up where you, you're like, oh, seeing that again, totally inspired me to make this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different day, a different inspiration. Mm-hmm. And then also people use their paper trays. So, mm-hmm. um, for stencil storage and that's another option as well. Yeah, absolutely. So now we also hear about this ink pad storage. What do you do, whether you have 10 ink pads or a a thousand ink pads? So it's maybe the dream, the dream for me, but maybe not my household members. (laughs) Um, So this really does depend on how many ink pads you have, joke aside. Uh, There's the ink pad storage tins. Uh, I know that you guys have probably seen these or those metal tins from Ranger Ink and Tim Holtz. Uh, People, there's now ones for the minis, for the regular like distress ink sizes. There have been some questions about whether or not to store your ink pads upside down. And I know that's something that everybody kind of talks about and wonders about, is curious about. Tim Holtz says for his specific distress oxides that it um, does not matter whether they're stored upside down or not. But if you do want to store your ink pads upside down in those systems, in the new uh, distress oxide, like full-sized uh, storage tin, you can actually turn the insert in the inside around to store them upside down, which there's directions on the product page. And you can look at that and see everything you need to know if it's hard to visualize. But that's an option for you if you're like, nope, I definitely want to store them upside down. Yeah, I thought that that was brilliant when they came out with that. And Mm -hmm. you just take out the insert, flip it around and store it the way you want to store them. Yep. Um, also the scrapbook.com exclusive ink pad storage towers. They're in clear or white, and they are just the perfect, simple, sturdy solution for storing your ink pads. Um, you can get however many you need to store your pads and it's pretty easy to see what you have and they're made fairly universally, Mm -hmm. um, If they're the smaller ink pads, you can swish two in side by side uh, in each little tray. Or if they're the larger ones, there's plenty of room to have them kind of up towards the front for easy grabbing with your hand or tucked back if you're afraid um, kids will run by and jostle it. Um, It's just made really well, great universal size. And uh, it just looks really cute to have your ink pads just stacked nicely up, 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 up. Yeah, they look really sleek. That's one thing I like about them. That's another thing we've been talking about, like having your supplies on display in a way that's appealing. And those are absolutely appealing. Um, Lastly, with ink pad storage is the question of an inventory system and swatching. Swatching is really popular for storing ink pads. It's essentially creating a visual inventory of what you have um, and what you maybe don't have and want to get. So this is for somebody who is like... um, really, really into stamping or or collecting colors of inks or ink families or things like that. Uh, There are stamp sets that you can actually buy that create wonderful organizational charts for you. It's a stamp that looks like a little chart and they're made for this exact situation. Waffle Flower, for example, has a really nice one. And then there are also a variety of brands, including um, ourselves with our hybrid inks that have downloadable charts or inventory systems that you can keep track of the colors you have so you can see what they look like stamped. So that's just a fun way to know the ink pad colors you have and 
make sure that your storage system uh, works for you and you know what's there when you need it, if you have a lot of ink pads. <laughs> right. Yeah. Swatching is definitely either A, if you have a lot of ink pads, or B, if you're very, if you consider yourself a colorist, you're mm-hmm. very um, particular about color. Maybe you have four or five shades of a certain magenta and, or you're needing it to match a, another project that you've worked on. And so that swatching will really be helpful because that one magenta that you've seen swatched before, you're like, which one is that? I don't know which one that is. Or if you're color layering, you need to mm-hmm. have the perfect hues going together. If you're making florals, let's say. Absolutely. Now, in general, I mean, we've covered a lot of products, but there Mm -hmm. are so many more. So then there's just general storage. Mm -hmm. um, And that's think of anything else. So tools, um, hole punches, rulers, things like that. Um, Anything like a little embellishment. So maybe ephemera or um, little, little beads or embellishments like that. Um, Mixed media, um, glues. Um, adhesives, there's just so many other things that need to be stored. So those ones we just consider general. And again, if they're pretty, think about finding a way to display them visually, not tucked away and hidden away if they're really pretty. Um, or if you just get inspiration by seeing your items, put them Mm -hmm. out, find an, an organization option that's open and visual. So the first one is a very open and visual example and that we've mentioned it before. It's that 360 tower by scrapbook.com. It rotates. It's available in clear or white. So it does save a lot of space. It's actually very Mm -hmm. functional. You can put a boatload of supplies just stacked into this little rotating (laughs) lazy Susan style um, tray and you can move around the shelves and you can see like everything that you have. And you could fit a ton of supplies in one of these little babies. Oh, absolutely. And like we've been saying, they just look nice. They're visually appealing. Um, another option I like are the rolling cart options. These are popular. Um, they're, you can put like little jars of mixed media, your paintbrushes, your scrapers, really anything you want in these. There are different options. We Are has some fun a la carte options in variety of colors. And then Tim Holtz has that really fun kind of industrial looking uh, rolling cart as well. And then you can move it around in your craft space. You can change out the drawers. You can put things on top. It's just a really nice way to organize all the other types of items in your crafting room. Yeah, that's also great if you need to put your items somewhere and then that isn't the space that you craft. Mm-hmm. So if you need to put your items, roll them away in the back of a closet or a pantry, but you choose to craft, let's say, on a folding table in the living room or on the kitchen counter, you can wheel everything out. Mm-hmm. So it's functional too that you're able to move those carts around. Good point. Also, um, when we talk about visual, you can see that that's a theme here mm-hmm. that don't just think about organization as everything tucked away. Um, when you have things like ink pads where you have the same thing, but in a lot of different colors. So think pens, pencils, mm. markers, try if you can to opt for an organization organization solution that allows those to be on display. There is so, it's just so, so, so pretty to see just a bucket of colored pencils and a little bin of 
various colored markers. That just screams inspiration. That just screams, Mm -hmm. come and grab me and start getting creative. I love seeing that. Like it reminds you of being in elementary school Mm -hmm. and the possibilities are endless and you just want to start crafting. Also, it makes, to me, it makes the opportunity to craft more accessible. I'm like, well, all I have to do is then get my paper out. Like these are already right here. (laughs) Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You would never want your organization system to be so perfect and so put away that it almost hinders you from mm-hmm. scrapbooking. Like, uh, I don't want to get everything out. It yeah. needs to be accessible. Like you said, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, the clear craft storage options that we mentioned earlier are also great for any of these general storage um, category mm-hmm. items. They're portable. So again, if you need to store your items in one place, but you craft in another place, they have handles, they're portable, you can stack them up. And there's so many different sizes and um, shapes. So anything that you could need. Great for embellishments. Tools, I would say another thing, they're not as pretty, but I have found in craft studios or in my studios, the various ones Mm -hmm. I've had over the years, if they're out, think like uh, tools in a garage. Mm -hmm. They're usually on that like old school, like pegboard and hammers Mm -hmm. in one place and the screwdriver and all the things you can see where they are and what you need and you just grab. I've noticed that tools like hole punches, scissors, um, uh, brayers, things like that, if they're on some sort of system like that, Mm -hmm. maybe tucked behind a door on some sort of pegboard system or in those shoe over the door shoe organizers, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to use your supplies that way. Yeah, I agree. That's a great piece of advice. Another thing, I know we keep talking about this, but I am, feel very passionate about this, Sarah. What? <laughs> I feel very passionate about Rainbow? the, yeah, well, <laughs> just the visual look of organizing. So again, borrowed from interior design and uh, tried and true aesthetics um, throughout the years. When in doubt, and you're organizing something, if you're able to put things in groupings of three, remember Mm -hmm. the rule of odds. So usually threes or fives, it's usually three though. If you're able to put your items in groups of three. So for instance, if you have three little or two or three or four little buckets of colored pencils, put three on display, Um, try to consolidate into three. So when you have even numbers of things, our mind tries to separate them out mathematically. And so our mind tries to do these weird mathematical little equations. Mm -hmm. We're not aware we're doing it, but that's what happens with our mind. So when you create little motifs or little areas, let's say on your kitchen counter or in your organization space, try to opt for groupings of three. Um, So if you have a ink pad storage collection, if you might need three of those ink pad storage you'll just see, try it at home, put a group of four things together and look at it and then put a group of three things together and look at it. You'll see how just, it's just strange. It's so pleasing to the eye to have little groups of three and you can put your favorite things out on display. That's a wonderful piece of advice. And lastly, I would also try that on your cards and layouts, groupings of three. But that's yes. a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that is a that is so true. What works uh, mm-hmm. in your home, what works in your yes. organization studio, usually is going to have some play in your scrapbook layouts and in your cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just this never ending cycle of visual inspiration and uh, accessibility, like you said. 
Absolutely. Well, it was really wonderful talking to you today, Jessica, and everybody about all the options for craft storage and organization. Yes, thank you. I'm just super excited. I have some ideas already. I want to get home Mm -hmm. and get things a little bit more organized and spruced up. Me too. Thank you so much. hope you enjoyed listening today to our craft organization episode. We would love to see some of the ways that you organize your supplies. So be sure to upload your projects, cards and layouts and craft spaces to our online gallery. That's one of the most popular galleries that we have is the uh, craft spaces or craft room category. It is so addicting to get in there and look at how people are organizing their supplies. So make sure to check that out. And remember, the links to all of the resources we mentioned in this episode will be in those show notes, and you can find those at www.scrapbook.com forward slash podcast. Scrapbook.com carries over 40,000 unique items and is the number one online store for paper crafters. When you shop at scrapbook.com, you'll enjoy award-winning customer service, great prices, a huge selection of products, and super fast shipping. You also benefit from nearly 200,000 real product reviews from crafters just like you. Be sure to subscribe to the Life Handmade podcast in your favorite app and enjoy our other episodes there. Happiness is Life Handmade. I drive doodles of eccentric 